Welcome back to Aliyah Yomi. Today we're going to be learning Bechol Kaisai Revi'i, the fourth Aliyah in Parshas Bechol Kaisai. The topic of our Aliyah is Erechen, or pledges. It runs from Perek Chav Zayin in Sefer Vayikra, the very last Perek, from Pasuk Aleph to Tesvav, 15 Psukim in total. Let's take a look at our Aliyah in overview, and then we will look at it in a little bit more, a little bit more scrutiny in the specific issues. The first section, which runs for the first eight Psukim, is the topic of what we call in Halacha Erechen. Erechen literally means in evaluation. A person wants to make a neder, they want to make a commitment to give some degree or some amount of money to the holy, to the base of Migdash. Uh, how do they do this? So they say that they are going to contribute the worth of a person, a person X or person Y, and that will be the value of money that they are going to contribute to the base of Migdash. So it depends on what the person they are talking about is. So who are they? What gender are they and what age are they? Torah goes through a very complex system in which if we're talking about a, a, a person who is a male from 20 to 60, then that value is 50 kes, uh, 50, kes, uh, 50 silver. Um, if it is a female between, to, um, to, uh, between 30 and 60, uh, 20 and 60, she would it would be 30 shekel of silver. If the child is from 5 to 20, for the males it is 20 shkalim, and the, for the female it is 10 shkalim. If it is from a month to 5 years, it's 5 for a male, 3 for a female. If it's from 60 years and above, for a male it is 15, and a female it is 10. So there's a, there's a complicated arithmetic over here as to if a person says, as for argument's sake, the value of my son is to the base of Midash, that does not mean that they're sacrificing their son, God forbid. That means the value of a son, and let's say the son happens to be seven years old, so it's a male who's in this range. Now you know how much money you have dedicated by saying that statement. That's what's being said over here. The next part of our earlier is from Apostle Tess till the end, and this talks about a person who wants to accept, bring a korban, has agreed to bring this animal as the korban, and then the person says, maybe I want to switch it, maybe I want to change it up with another animal. In that case, the Torah tells us, Lo you cannot switch it. And let's say you do try, even for good, for bad, or bad, for good. If you do, then, The Tumura, the switched animal, will also be holy. And then we say, if it is a behemoth tamea, that is an animal which is impure, um, then that animal is, uh, a person says, I want to bring this as a carbon. You obviously can't bring that animal as a carbon, but rather you bring the value of it to the base of Midash as well. If a person wants to redeem an animal which is being sanctified, then a person needs to add a chamishi soy, a fifth, onto its evaluation as well. And we hear the same thing about a person who says they want to give their house. If they want to redeem it, they have to add a fifth to its value. Okay, a few basic points to ponder when looking at this aliyah. First is proximity. Why in the world is this section of, of Erechen, of a person donating, dedicating evaluations in their lives to the base of Midash, right next to the Klolos, the curses? The Ramban says, because if you carry on reading this parasha in Pasuk Chav Gimel and Chav Talit, it's going to talk about when a person is dedicating a stay achuza, their ancestral field. And that really actually is evaluated based on the amount of years in the Yovel cycle, which is the topic of what was taught at Har Sinai, which is the Shemitah and Yovel system, which was in Pasha's Bahar. The, the forfeiting of listening to that system leads to the curses in Bechel Kaisai. Now that we've finished that, we're back to this, this detail of Erechin, which depends on, on, at least on land value, depends on knowing the Shemitah and Yovel system, which is why this is actually part of what was taught at Har Sinai, says the Ramban. 
However, it is worthwhile noting that the um, the Baal HaTurim says there's perhaps something more intrinsically connected to the curses, not just the Yovel, to the immediately preceding parasha. And he says if you add up all the evaluations of all the different age groups, so the 50, the 30, the 20, the 10, the 5, the 3, the 15, and the 10, for all people at all different ages, the sum total of that is 143. If a person were to dedicate each of those genders in all of those age ranges, it would be 143. And the reason why the Torah has juxtaposed this passage is because there are in fact 143 curses between the, uh, the, the curses in in Sefer Vayekra, in, uh, in Parshas Bechukhoisechia, and in Parshas Kisavo, in Sefer Dvarim. Put the two together, which is 98 and, and 45, 45 here, 98 over there, you get 143, and 143 is the amount of money that can be dedicated in all the different arenas of life, male, female, and all the different stages of, um, of, of their lives. So the question you have to ask yourself is, why? <laughs> what is that connection? Why are the numbers the same? The Klayakor explains he's, in his, the, last, um, obs, uh, the last comment that he makes in the last paragraph in Sefer Vayikra, he makes the following observation. And that is, is that we are, ob, we are obligated to make commitments to Hashem, not just at times of difficulty. Yaakov Avinu, when he was about to go to Lavon and he was in the house over there, and he was uh, go out and he was being chased by his brother, he made a commitment to Akash Baruch Hu. Kol haser, uh, um, everything you, you give to me, Aser, Aser, and Allah, I will tie that I'll give it to you. However, Yaakov Avinu did not just give when he was at a time of difficulty. He said also at the time when he finished that and he came back and then he donated so much to Akash Baruch Hu as well, times when times were good as well. Not just the bad times, but the good times as well. So the Erechen, this whole system of donating to Hashem is placed after the curses to remind us that we are not supposed to just dedicate to Hashem. We're not supposed to just reach out to Hashem and show our connection to Hashem at times of difficulty, but even when times are good as well. That's what's meant over here. They tell a story about an individual um, who is a who is an American philanthropist who is vi visiting a meeting with one of the heads of Atzala in Yerushalayim? And after a long meeting, they decide to go dive and marry at the Kotel. And they see at the Kotel there's a fellow who's weeping, bitterly weeping and crying. And you know it's it's hard not to notice this fellow. And they said, look, we let, after they finish marriage, they said, in the end of the day, this probably this person probably has either a financial or medical situation. We'll go over to him and we'll offer him help. If it's financial, you'll take it. If it's, if, if it's uh, medical, I'll take it. And, uh, and, and we'll, be, we'll be all right. We'll try to help a, a fellow Jew. They go over to the fellow and they said to him, so we couldn't help but noticing that something's very difficult, something must be off. Is there anything we can do to help? And the two fellow turned to them and, and, and smiled and said, no, he says, actually, everything is absolutely fine. I just came from the wedding of my youngest of nine children. I just married her off. And I came to the Kotel to thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Sometimes we think to ourselves that when people are crying, it has to be crying because we are in such desperate need. What about crying when we are in such des desperate exhilar exhilaration and joy? And that's also what's being learned. And that's why Erechen is placed after the curses. Now we are, Rav, Rav Hirsch also points out a very, very profound abs observation over here. He notes that the primary focus of the book of Ayikra is keeping what is, the Torah calls Torahs, Chukim, and Mishpatim. Torahs, which are interpersonal, Chukim, which are statutes, a ritual, and Mishpatim, which are social. 
And if we fail to keep up to them, then there are the, the, the terrifying curses in Pasha's Bukhukhaisa. But you'll notice that Perakov Zion, our Perak, is placed afterwards, meaning donations, gifts, kindness to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, giving to the house of Hashem and bringing Karbanos is placed after that. This is all voluntary. To give us the lesson that voluntary gifts to Hashem are wonderful things and people should make them, but they do not make up for sins that are made. You can't give extra donations when, you, when you're sinning and stealing from somebody else. If you're not living up to your basic daily responsibility, all these gifts are meaningless. They're outside of the framework of the responsibility of a Jew on a regular day. That's all the rest of Ayikra with a capstone being the klalos if a person doesn't observe that. Then there's the gifts. The gifts come after a person's already doing what they're supposed to be doing as well. That's what Rav Hirsch points out. Now, how do we place a number on a person? What does it mean? You, you say, I, I, my value. And you say, well, what age am I? What, what gender am I? And now what value do I give to Beis Aminash? What is this? Uh, people worth money? You can sell them on the market? So Rav Hirsch points out over here, again, very profound observation. He says that clearly this is not about the value of a person. Because there are so many different other matrices that a person needs to consider when, when, when thinking about the value of a person. What about their intellect? What about their physical prowess? What about their emotional, uh, their emotional stability? There are so many other values that a person can have. Here the only two, uh, so to speak, um, axes of measurement are age and gender. So clearly these are universal scales meant simply to be a, we'll call it a chart, to donate money to the base of Midash. You say, so does the, is it arbitrary? The answer is it's not arbitrary. So Rav Hirsch has an observation that the numbers work like this. Again, from the age of zero to well, one month to five years, is it's, it's five male, three female. From the age of, um, of, of, of five to 20, it, um, the, 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 range is <clears throat> the range goes up and it goes 20 for a male, 10 for a female. From the age of... Um, 20 to 50, mainstay career, it's 50 for male, 30 for a female. And then in retirement, 50 onwards is 15 for male, 10 for a female. What's the, 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 the imagery over here? What's the idea? Reverse says something which is uh, very much a, pr a conservative ideal, an ideal which, which uh, for time in memoriam was the ideal, which perhaps today is, uh, is, is in conflict because of the, the exigencies of our society. And he points out the following, that the, the idea of family is represented by, uh, the number of family is three. Three is, is the general, we'll call triad, husband, for wife, and, and child, uh, um, offspring. That's seen as, as we'll call it, um, a family. Then there is the notion of, um, of uh, community. Community is usually seen as the idea of two, that which means to say the notion of expansion, thinking more beyond myself. So when we start with a child, a child which is a, a, is a male, or let's start with the female side, the most basic framework, the most basic resonant place is three, which is family. Role uh, as being, uh, being the one who's going to care for, look after, steward, govern, and, uh, and ensure family is the woman. That's the three. The man has the responsibility, the added responsibility of the two to that, uh, that three, which gives five. That's family and community as well working in the community, breadwinning in the community, communal initiatives, that's the five. When the person reaches their full age, when they reach their full age of training and apprenticeship and strength, which is 20 to 50, in that time, that value is expanded tenfold, which means it's come to full fruition. So for the woman, it is three to 30, and for the men, it's five to 50, because those are the dimensions of their success in each of those realms. Now, yes, it is true that today, in today's day and age, the, the society 
has, uh, has, has changed in the sense that two family incomes are necessary. And there are many fe- women leaders in every aspect of life. However, we're talking about what time immemorial was the way that, that, that things would work. And the, generally, the role would be of, of stewarding the house would be, would, would be on the woman, whereas the man's role and responsibility would be to be out in the world and earning the living. And the Rav Hirsch points out that these numbers are reflective of their, we'll call it, basic mission and expansion of mission as, uh, as it's completed as well. Uh, upon their retirement, a woman reaches the stage of 10, which is completion on all levels. And the men re- is 10, which is completion, at least on family level, and five, which is halfway there, incomplete on a community level because the community is never really finished. One can only do one, one, uh, one's half of it as well. Um, how do we understand this concept of tamura, which is switching these animals? So it's interesting. So this means to say that a person, is not, if a person has a carbon, one cannot switch out that carbon. One cannot add in whether it's good or bad or bad to good, even if it's a balmum, not switching in something else. Why is that? Says Rabbeinu Bechaya, quoting the Ramban, that this is because the Torah understands human psychology and knows that people regret decisions they make. They're on an appeal. And they say, we need Korbanos to base the Mignesh. And so he says, I'll donate X amount of Korbanos. And then after you say, they come home and he says, you know, do I really need to? Do I really want to? I'm no longer in the emotional state where I think it's so important. So in that case, Majority says, too bad, too late. Once you make a commitment for Tzedakah, when you can make a commitment to the base of Mignesh, you cannot go back. And if you want to, it's going to now absorb both the switch and the original. And that's the same reason why, says Rabbeinu Bechaya, when a person wants to redeem their karbani, in the end of the day, they have to add a fifth to it. Because the Torah is trying to make sure that when we make good commitments in their life, we don't just walk backwards. We don't backpedal them because of convenience. This is the conclusion of the fourth Aliyah. In the meantime, have a wonderful and meaningful day.